Welcome to Creativity Talks with me, Susan Yates, artist, author, and creative entrepreneur. This show discusses topics around my fundamental belief that everyone is creative. Each week through mindset talks, listener questions, and guest interviews, I will help to inspire you and bring creativity into your daily life. So grab a cuppa, sit back and relax, and let's get stuck in. Well, a huge welcome to Creativity Talks, and this is episode 18. If you don't know, my name is Susan, and today I'm going to be talking um, just to myself, to you, rather than having a guest here to interview. And I hadn't really decided exactly what I was going to talk about today. At the moment, I am alternating a guest interview with a mindset, a creative mindset discussion. And today's creative mindset discussion hadn't quite hit me yet. And I think this is partly something I want to discuss is that creativity doesn't always sort of come when you want it to. Um, And I think part of being creative and accepting creativity is just turning up. And for me, that means coming into my home studio. It's just a a little space where I sit and I do all of my work, including recording this podcast. Just turning up, showing up, doing the work each time. And sometimes the creativity hits you and other times it doesn't. And what I tend to find with the podcast, and this is very much like anything that I do in terms of my artwork, my sketching and currently writing my, my book, is that I have these sort of random flows of ideas and energy. So an idea will hit me at a random point in time. And this is why I always carry a little notebook with me um, in my handbag and I have it lying about the studio to write these ideas down. But for some reason, an idea for today's podcast just literally hadn't hit me. It hadn't come to my mind. And I decided that actually this was okay. And what I did was set set myself some time to record the podcast and to talk to you all. And the reason I'm sharing this thought process and the behind the scenes of the podcast is because this is also a creative process for me, coming up with the ideas for the podcast, talking um, to you, talking to guests and coming up with questions and things that we discuss. This is all my creativity and hopefully encouraging you to create too. And sometimes it's okay if you're not feeling particularly creative. There is an ebb, there is a flow, there is an up, there is a down. There is this constant, I always think of those sort of, as a wave, like a roller coaster, a wave that you you ride the highs, you go with the flow. When you're having those times when you're super creative, roll with it. And then when you're having times when you're not, just accept that's how it is and give yourself some rest. And I feel that the reason that I haven't didn't come up with a really strong specific topic with you know bullet points that I wanted to cover today is actually because I have been outputting hugely in other areas creatively. So although I need to talk to you about something creative, I need to have ideas, I need to feel passionate about them, I actually feel quite drained because I have been outputting heavily creatively in another area. And you may find this happens to you. You may find that 
you want to do some sketching or you want to do some illustration or you want to do something, but because you've been expending energy elsewhere, perhaps this is creatively, perhaps it isn't. You might be drained elsewhere and therefore in the area you want to create in, it's not quite there yet. I hope that makes sense. Now, I'm just going to quickly digress and mention the next podcast that will be coming up in two weeks time because it's slightly timely. I'm going to be interviewing a wonderful illustrator and artist and hugely inspirational person um, whose name is Stacey Bloomfield. And I particularly wanted to speak to her because of her book that she published, I think it's almost exactly a year ago, called Give Yourself Margin. And this book talks about how it's really important to take time to recharge the battery. So do keep an eye out for that interview when it happens in two weeks time. So what have I been busy doing? And this is really what I wanted to talk to you about today, about the book that I'm writing. And this is not to talk about the book because it's about to come out tomorrow and it's all gone to publication and please buy my book. No, what I want to talk to you about is, is the fact that writing a book is a really long and extended and protracted creative process, which for creative people can be quite a difficult one to reconcile because it's incredibly difficult to sustain creative energy for a, a long period of time. And so what I wanted to do today was kind of go through the process and explain what happens when you're writing a book in a creative field, just because I think this might be of interest. And I have had a few people ask me about how, how do you write a book? How, what's the process? What happens? So partly it's just to explain what happens when you write a book and how the process works for me, but also to help encourage you when you're working on a longer creative project, something that is going to take you a number of months or a number of years where you need to assign yourself time regularly and keep the motivation going for a long period of time when you know you're going to have those ebbs and flows across the course of those months and you're not always going to be working on it. Um, okay, so let me explain. The book that I'm writing is called Sketchbook Challenge and it's a book that I've had as a seed idea for a few years. As you may well know, I run a 30-day sketchbook challenge every January and I've been doing this for four years now, the fifth one coming up next January. And this challenge is all about grabbing your sketchbook, doing a bit of doodling for 30 days in a row. It's a challenge because there's different prompts each day. And this challenge has grown. I've seen people kind of build their creativity, get their sketchbooks open and do something, doing something regularly for a short period of time, a really intense period of time is a great creative booster. And beginning of the year, January, when it's all a bit grey, it's all a bit miserable, Christmas is over. And obviously last year we had a pandemic, a lockdown as well, made things feel even particularly energy draining and difficult. This kind of creative boost is something I feel we, we really do need. But equally, I don't think it's something that we can sustain ongoing. And I certainly couldn't do a 365 sketchbook challenge. Although saying that, I kind of want to challenge myself to do it now I've said that. <laughs> I'm a bit of a sucker for a challenge. Um, so that's the background behind the idea. And I think I've 
I enjoy the challenge. I love inspiring other people to sketch, to open a sketchbook. I believe it is for everybody because everybody can hold a pencil, everybody can make a mark. So whether you're sitting here listening going, oh, well, I can't sketch, don't be silly, Susan. You're, you're talking absolute rubbish. Or whether you're going, actually, yes, I've had a go and it's quite fun. The main thing I kind of want to do is encourage people to sketch. And I, the 30 days is great, but it's very intense and it's non-sustainable long-term. And so I wanted to have something else to inspire people like ongoing. And that's partly what this podcast is about too. It's to kind of keep you inspired. It's a different format. This is audio. You might be listening to me right now, having a cup of tea with your feet up in the garden. You might be making dinner. You might be doing some artwork, doing some sketching, doing some sewing, doing some illustration. I don't know what you're doing. You might be creating, but it's a different way. You're not reading. You're not watching a video. You're just simply listening. So it's another way for me to get on my soapbox about how everybody is creative and how it's just a wonderful thing for our minds, our bodies and our souls. Just I love creativity and creating stuff. And so the book, the whole premise behind the book is it's ideally something that people can take away with some advice on sustaining a daily sketching habit or a regular sketching habit does not have to be daily and I want it to be something that people can refer back to longer term so just like this project of writing the book has been a long project that is probably only about halfway through until it's actually published it's not due for publication until August 2022, so nearly a year from now until it's published. So you might hear me talking about it in the coming months. But the idea is the book will be a, you know, a book that people can refer back to regularly with advice on creativity, advice on how to sketch regularly, some warm-up exercise, things about creative play. And if you've listened to the podcast over the past few months, creative play, having fun and doing lots of the fun stuff, I really believe is a, you know, a hugely powerful thing. And ongoing, as we go forward over the next few months, I will probably refer to things within the book or I'll discuss topics that I discuss within the book in this audio format in this podcast because I can perhaps talk a little bit deeper on a subject where I spend a couple of pages in the book. So again, the book is another format for me to encourage people to create regularly. So that's the idea behind the book and it's going to have a hundred sketching prompts in it. So the idea is it should give somebody, you know, a year, two years, plenty of sparks of ideas, exercises, encouragement, creative mindset advice to kind of keep going on a regular basis. So that's the idea. And I had this idea, I think probably after about the second sketchbook challenge that I ran. So let's say two or three years ago. And then after this January, this this lockdown, January 2021, when I ran another sketchbook challenge, I decided this was it. This was the time for me to actually write this book. And so I wrote most of the text and I am somebody that works in intense bursts. And so I tend to roll with that way of working. This is one of my flows. So I have this idea. I've got this book idea. That's it sort of germinates. It mulls about in my brain for quite a while. 
And the next stage of the process for me in this long project will be just taking notes. And I have one notebook that I use for a year. It's kind of a cross between a bullet journal. I'm not particularly um, strict in how I do it. Like I can't really be bothered to do the indexing thing, but it's everything goes in this journal, which is partly a diary. It's got a calendar. It's also got notes in. It has lists of things. It has everything in it. So when I'm coming, and I'm literally flicking through the book now, so if you hear some creaks and cracks as you're listening, that's me flicking through my journal of everything. And I have one for every year. So from an idea, I start to make notes. I mind map. So I put like the book name in a little box in the center of a page, and I come up with ideas of things I want to include in it. And if, for example, you'd like to write your own book, you could do exactly this process, come up with a general concept and then start to mind map, like maybe the different areas that you want in the book. So for me, I really wanted it to be not just literally a list of prompts and that's it, go do them and go away. I really want it to be educational as well because that's part of what I do. I enjoy educating. I enjoy encouraging, I enjoy inspiring, and I enjoy challenging others because I love a challenge myself. So I wanted the book to be educational. I also wanted the book to have some practical exercises in it. So I had a little list of sort of practical sketching exercises. I wanted to talk mindset and creativity. And again, that is something I talk about a lot here on Creativity Talks. It's something I educate a lot within my online courses and I talk about a lot in my day-to-day -day life and within my pottery cafe. And I wanted to have sketching prompts with help. So a sketching prompt that somebody who's comfortable to go off and sketch and draw will just go, oh yeah, great topic, and off they go. But for others, provide some suggestions for ways of tackling it. And of course, I needed to do a lot of sketching, a lot of drawing to accompany this, to give you know, some ideas of ways to work in a sketchbook because sketching is visual. Like when you finish something, you can see it, it's visual. So to have a lot of visual stimulus in the book, I think is helpful as well. So from idea, which came from something that I do within my creative business, and then started brainstorming and writing down all the sorts of things that I wanted in the book. And that process is probably oh, a good three to six months of just noting ideas, keep coming back, coming up with ideas, phrases, perhaps just sort of, you know, working these ideas out. I'd write notes on, you know, two or three pages of notes on a particular topic and just think it over. So this is all, if you think of the tip of the iceberg as the finished book, and I think tip of the iceberg is something we talked about in the interview last time with Maisie Clark. That was a lovely interview if you haven't seen that one already. Um, this is this sort of base of the iceberg. This is the thinking all the ideas. And then the next stage for me is just literally sitting down in front of a computer. And I normally do this across a couple of evenings with a glass of wine and a Word document. And I literally bash out very quickly a first version of mainly the contents list and then I start to work out the individual sections and start writing the text. Now because this book is a art book, it's a creative book, 
it's not as heavily text-based as a fiction book, for example. Um, you know, it's not just words, it's words and pictures. So the words and the pictures in the book, I want to be around 50-50. So half of the work in creating this book is writing and text and it being clear, instructional, clear to read, logical as well. Because when you're, when you're writing a non-fiction book, I feel if you're doing educational things, it has to be logical, has to be easy to navigate. Um, and clear to read, easy to understand, it has to be descriptive and helpful. And that's half of it. And the other half is the illustrations and it's the pictures. And so the actual writing of the text for the first half of the book, all the instructional stuff before the hundred prompts, probably took me a couple of weeks. And that's not a couple of weeks of me sitting solidly in front of a computer. From the moment I opened that first Word document to the time I sent it off as a book proposal, was a couple of weeks in total. Um, and that was to finish my kind of first draft of the text for that book. And I basically aimed to self-publish it because I've self-published mm, three books before and then the last book was published through Search Press. And I've mentioned Search Press a few times. We've had a couple of their wonderful authors on that I've talked to about their own books. Um, and they are a specific art and craft publisher. So it made sense for me to perhaps approach them. And so I put forward a book proposal. So I talked about the book. I talked about my background of having run these annual sketchbook challenges and educated and run courses on drawing and sketching and mindset and sketching and pitched the book to them. And I was very fortunate that several months later, after several different meetings with um, commissioning editors and editors, they came back and said they'd like to take the book on. And again, after a few meetings and discussions, I'm working with the same editor that I had for my last book, who is a lovely coffee addict, just like myself, called Beth. And I've and actually I've just been to see her today delivering the text and the images and the sketchbooks to Search Press. And this is partly why very late at night on a Wednesday before the Thursday that this podcast is um, launched and goes live. I've decided to talk about the book and how to how my process of writing a book and where I am in the process, just as purely a way of discussing a long creative project and how it works and how I've approached it, just in the hope that it is of interest to anybody else who wants to do something like this or who is struggling to maintain the energy for a creative project over a long period of time. So all of these things I've talked about so far, that the seed of the idea, the writing notes, the sketching out the contents list to then fleshing out the first version of the text. And then at this point was my kind of book proposal and my pitch and a few sort of words that I put on the blurb. And then again, there's another three to six months where I'm waiting for the publisher to confirm what's going on and when I'm going to meet them. And then I had a meeting with them. Um, and it was at this meeting that we then really established what the book was going to be about. We looked at other books that we found inspiring and we talked about the overall aim of the book, who it's aimed at, you know, who's going to read this, who's going to want to be challenged to do, you know, work in their sketchbook on a regular basis. So in between all of these stages, now this is probably about six months to a year has already gone past with this after this first meeting with the publisher and the very first sort of half of the text is done. 
So in between all this, I'm doing other things. I'm making prints, I'm starting podcasts, I am educating, teaching, running a pottery cafe. So this project is burning away in the background. It appears, I have a flurry of activity, and then I park it. And for me, a project like this needs to be allocated little lumps of time. And so what I do is I sort of ring fence sort of weeks here and there within my annual calendar for when I'm going to bring some attention to this book, as in it comes to the forefront of my creative activities. So for example, just before meeting the public for the first time after having the book accepted and we're discussing what's going to go in it, it comes to the forefront and I think about it, I plan, I write down more ideas to go with me to the publisher to discuss. And then after that meeting, again, there's a pause, it goes to the background. And by going into the background, it is not forgotten. It's kind of ticking away in my brain. Again, I keep coming back, I write notes, I come up with other ideas for things I'd like to be included. So this creative project is never forgotten. It just kind of sits there and it processes in the background. And you may well find if you're working on a long project and you might be illustrating a book yourself, you might be writing a long piece of music, creating a film, whatever it is that you're, or even just doing a very large painting that takes you a number of months. You know, when you're brushing your teeth at night, when you're waking up and having your morning coffee, that project might pop into your brain and you might come up with an additional idea. And these are these are often the little gems. These are often the things that you need to leap on when they happen. Because that's when a little genius idea will come to you. And that's when you write it down, you grab the idea, and you roll with it and you go with the flow. And so I think what I'm really saying is a long project like this needs to be given attention when you're in the flow and it needs active presence. So if you're doing a large painting, there will be times when you're in front of the canvas, you're actively painting, you're making decisions, you're laying the paint down. And there are other times when you're stepping back and watching or you are doing something entirely, but you're thinking in your head about what you could do next. Okay, so we've got to the point where we've had the first meeting with the publisher and then we discuss a timeline of when I'm going to get the finished text and the illustrations to them. And this has been the most intense period working on the book. It's It was a three, four month period in the end because I had to extend the, the deadline just slightly by uh, 23 days, um, where I had to finish the text off in its almost final version, final enough that we'll do a bit more editing, but finished so that I'm happy that the book is completely um, in its correct format, let's say, in the right chapters, in the right layout, and we'd moved a few things about. And for me, with this book that is 100 sketching prompts, I had to finalise the 100 prompts, get them in the right order, and I had to complete a lot of illustrations. And this has required an intense amount of creative energy over the course of the last three to four months for myself. And it has had to be the priority project over the last month. So it's been bubbling away in the background and I probably did, you know, a couple of times a week, half an hour on the text. 
couple of times a week I would do an extra sketch for the book and then for that last month just before going to see the publisher today and dropping off all of the sketchbooks all of the separate illustrations and the final text file I gave it a lot of time and last night I was up till midnight labeling sketches finishing off the last few things to get everything ready and so I've had to kind of gear my energy up and give myself space, come to the studio regularly to do very, very active, very, very intense creativity for prolonged periods of time. Um, and there was two, a couple of things I had to do to allow that to happen. First of all, I needed to give myself a little bit of rest over the summer, um, have some time away to allow the thoughts to process in my head and think about how I personally, let's say, would tackle to, you know, the prompts that go in the book because that's what the book's about. It's about sketching prompts and so I needed to illustrate and do some sketches for the prompts and think about how I could help people or how I can. This book isn't launched yet. <laughs> how I can and how I will help people to tackle a sketching prompt that might be difficult, that might be a challenge, that might well put people out of their comfort zone. So I wanted to make sure the book wasn't just me, you know, sketching and it being about my work because it really, really, really isn't. It's about if this is the prompt, what will help somebody to tackle it? What you know, what tips can I give? How have I approached it? If I explain the way I've approached it, maybe this will help somebody else approach it too. So a lot of thought has had to go into how I can assist in terms of mindset for approaching a creative prompt and also creatively drawing, sketching and using a lot of different mediums so that a lot of different mediums are used in the book too. Pencil, pen, watercolour, acrylic, and all sorts of wonderful things I've been using. Some things I don't use very often, other things I'm incredibly comfortable with. And so over the past month, this book has been a huge focus and I've had to pause some other things. And sometimes that means I pause the fun stuff because I've really got to get cracking with this creative project. I've really had to work um, hard and create lots and lots of, you know, sketches and output creatively, taking a lot of energy. And so, yeah, I've stopped some of my other fun stuff that I do. And I think that's probably why I feel incredibly tired this evening is because there's been this big deadline, there's been this big work up, the build up of sketchbook after sketchbook, page after page has been building up, building up, building up to finally hand this project over, handing over the reins to my editor so that she can sort of take over the layout. And now the process will be, it will go through a design meeting and all the work will be photographed. So all my sketchbooks will be photographed and it will all be set in place. So I've got a good couple of months to just pause, finish a couple of little bits and pieces, answer any questions as they come in. And this project again will go onto the back burner. It will stay in my mind and things will happen on it, but it will go back to the back burner and I'll focus on other things. Um, and then I'm sure, give it a couple of months, I'll get a proof through of the book and I will be proofing, checking, you know, looking at the layout and just 
discussing any final edits before the book goes to print in February before it's published next year. So this is a long project and it is actively, this, this publishing of a book has probably been an active um, process for around, it'll be two years approximately from seed idea to here is the book in my hands and people can buy it on my website and on other online places. It's a long project. And I do feel that, you know, doing a long project like this for a creative can be very, very overwhelming. It can be difficult to sustain the energy, but it is probably one of the most rewarding things that I do is writing books, doing these projects, because you have to put so much into it. You, you really get so much out of it. So the point of this podcast, <laughs> just to recap, is to give a little bit of a behind the scenes on what happens with a book. Um, but also just to encourage you that these big projects are doable, whatever it might be. It's not just about go and do a book. It could be any long term, massive challenge project. It could be doing an exhibition where you've got to do a number of bits of work so you've got to have a venue any long project that's going to take you time effort money energy you really really can do it and the biggest tips that I can give to you are plan your time so and give yourself space to have times where you've got intense creative active periods so on a book that would be when I'm doing the text where I'm you know doing the illustrations where I'm actually actively gotta get stuff done and then times where it's just ticking away in your brain in the background and times where you rest on it completely and you just not forget about it but you park it and then other times where you're sort of doing those little notes in the background and you roll with those ebbs and flows. And I would certainly say if you're doing a long project like this, you give yourself your active time when you know you're going to have energy and when you know you're going to be able to actively create for that project. So, for example, just to give you an example of my time scheduling all the sketches, the extra sketches that I had to do, which was at least 70 or 80 extra sketches for the book, I scheduled them into September because that is the quietest month I have in the year in terms of my other businesses and family life. So September is the month where I knew I'd have the most time to complete the sketches for the book. So again, you can look at your year and go, okay, I've got this long project and it's going to be finishing here. Let me rewind to whatever months I've got. Okay, so here I've got some time to do X, Y and Z and fit that into my schedule. Um, and, you know, work, I do like working that way, looking at, you know, when is the finished, you know, when where's the finish line? Work back, where can I put these, you know, active periods in? And give yourself space between them. Don't just go, right, I'm going to do this year's worth of work in one month, you know, just before it's due. You know, do bursts of energy, spread it out and give yourself the downtime in between. Because I really think sometimes the key to projects, long creative projects going well, is that time when you're not working on it. 
and that time where it's just sitting in the back of your mind, in your subconscious. And it's it's those times when you, you know, you've gone to sleep, you wake up in the morning and you come up with that genius idea. It's when you're not thinking about it that sometimes the best ideas happen. And I've had this on the book, certainly. I've, you know, been doing something else. I've been sewing something. I've been talking on this podcast or I've been writing a blog or writing an email or filming a video for a course and I'll be talking about something and then an idea comes into my head for the book and I'm like, well, yes, of course that makes sense. That's genius. I'll put that in. And it's those times where you give yourself space for your subconscious to do its work that I really, really feel helps that creative process and gives you those gems that just, you know, those are sometimes the really, really interesting creative points and things that solve a creative problem. So I hope that helps, basically. Um, so that's a little insight to writing a book. And the process going forward from now is I'm just waiting to hear back from the publisher. Um, and to be fair, I only left them several hours ago, so I'm not going to hear back tomorrow. It will be a few weeks or months. And then the next exciting bit will be, you know, the next proof stage of the book. And I will update you all as well when it comes out. Um, and perhaps at a later date, I will also discuss about, you know, the next stage of the process and discuss in detail about it. So I hope today this has been of interest, just as a little bit of a behind the scenes of creating an art book, a creative book, um, and also about how to sort of tackle a longer creative project, about fitting it in, giving yourself space, and rolling with those ebbs and flows, giving yourself time. There were some days where I just, I couldn't sketch. I had nothing left. I didn't know what to do. And that was fine. I, I just gave myself some space. And other days I'd bash out three, four, five sketches for the book and I'd get a lot done. I just had to roll with those ebbs and flows, but give myself a lot of space across the month where I had to get the most stuff done, if that makes sense. So it's a very exciting project and I really hope that you are up to some exciting stuff too. Um, and it's fine if you don't want to do a really long creative project, that's also fine too. Just do small stuff and enjoy it. Do the fun stuff, 100% do the fun stuff. So I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week or two. I'm going to be back with an interview next time on Creativity Talks with Stacey Bloomfield. And we'll be talking about her business. We'll be talking about her creativity, her creative process. And as always, I love interviewing other creative people and just geeking out on what it is that makes us tick and hopefully providing you with tips, with advice, with you know, a little bit of motivation to get you to create because we can all create, we can all enjoy it and get a lot out of it. So thank you for listening and I will see you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Creativity Talks. To see the show notes and to find out more about how you can get more creative, go to www.creativitytalkspodcast.co.uk or search for the hashtag creativitytalks. If you enjoyed the show, please let other people know about it by sharing this episode or the podcast webpage. 
You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. All reviews and recommendations are deeply appreciated and help to ensure that I can continue to make more episodes and inspire as many people as possible. Take care and stay creative.